0: Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our intimate details in an effort to improve sex lives everywhere and communication around sex and consent and all the things. And I'm so excited to introduce to you today. My guest is Pam. Welcome. Thank you so much. And we have a cat sitting between us, and he just meowed so that his presence can be known. So that's Muse. And, uh, Tam, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, starting with your age, generation, orientation, how you identify? Sure. Uh, I am freshly 40, uh, as of last month. Um, I am cis,
1: female, bisexual is the easiest way to say it, although there's a whole bunch of other adjectives that could be used. And kind of grew up, you know, upper middle class Jewish, um, although not religious, more traditional, Mm -hmm. in
0: Canada.
2: Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: Great. And I see that you are wearing a collar. a collar. I am indeed. So do you identify also as kinky? I do. Um, I am submissive. a sub, okay. yeah. Um, there's times where
1: I think I'd like to be a switch, but then I'm given the opportunity and it scares me and oh, I don't really? know what to do and I get all giggly and weird and so it's really not a good fit. Oh,
2: let's dive into that. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll go back to the, sure.
0: all of the history, but like, tell me about switching or not um, switching. Not switching. So it is uh, more
1: fantasies that I have that where I would be topping but getting into the actual situation I don't know mm-hmm. what to do and I don't like to lead a scene I much prefer yeah. to be told what to do Me or too. where to go so it just doesn't work but I I've don't... been lucky enough to have experiences with partners where like pegging was totally an option mm-hmm. but not in a ds way just in a this is another fun thing to do sexually that like there isn't you were like a, pegging correct yeah there isn't a like a um Dominance aspect to it It's just I've been just ordered sex. to peg Which
0: I love oh, <laughs> Like it was mm-hmm. like And now you will peg your master and I was like great Can do <laughs> Okay mm-hmm. Yes please um, Okay So now oh, I love that And it sounds like you tried it Multiple times
1: uh, Yes i um, three partners okay. and multiple times with partners. So cool. yes, okay. ongoing.
0: Okay. So that's like a little teaser, which I love. Will you take us back to the very beginning and your childhood and your memories around the first time you heard sex or what kind of messaging you got around sex in general?
1: Sure. Um, I kind of always remember feeling sexual, like mm-hmm. from being really super little, like three or five. Yeah. Um, at some point I remember my mom, I had an older sister who's five years older than me. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom telling me that I was welcome to hump the pillows, but I had to do it in my bedroom. Like the family room was not the place to do that.
0: I mean, that's a good message. Right. And,
1: but at the same time, there was really no talk about sex. So it was, it's okay. And there was no shame around it, but there was no kind of explanation of what was going on.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, There were, books and this was the mid 80s. So there were two books. One was called Where Did I Come From? Okay. And it was these I think another guest talked about this. Yeah. And they were like these cartoon characters. People have
0: talked about this. They were
1: great books. And thinking back on them, they were actually without being explicit, they were totally reasonable explanation of human sexuality and contraception and conception and how all that works. Mm. And then the teenage puberty one was called What's Happening to Me. Yeah. And Also, I probably read that when I was like seven and had no idea what puberty was and I was nowhere near to (laughs) having that happen to me. Um, But I always kind of knew what was coming, I guess. We didn't have a naked house, but like my mom and my sister and I were definitely naked in front of each other and it wasn't a big deal. I remember walking in and like my dad getting out of the shower and there was no like, oh God, get out. Yeah, It was just like, okay, dad's getting out of the shower. Let's go in the other room. Like, not a big deal. Um, But definitely... Did not get any, like, sex talk, birds and the bees. Yeah. I think my parents just figured that I had it figured out and that would be fine. Yeah.
0: What part of the country did you grow up in?
1: Eastern Canada in Toronto. Okay. And then when I was 21, I moved to L.A. Good. Okay. So all my kind of formative stuff was in Toronto.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And then I remember, like… Kind of experimenting with tampons before I have my period, as like right, I tried like and and
0: not a good move. No, by the way, I well, I was never able to like get it inside, and I to the point where I was like, maybe I don't have the hole. <laughs> oh, it's like maybe I don't, maybe I'm missing one. And then I meet people
1: now at our age who yeah. don't know how many holes women have, and it's have shocking. you really? Oh yeah, people where? who have no idea all over the place Whoa. have no idea that a woman's urine and her vagina are separate openings and I'm like have you never looked at your own or your partner's genitalia
0: also I would just be really curious because like when I pee I can feel that it's a different spot (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) these are the same people who don't understand why you can't just
0: hold your period right like why can't you just hold it? Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. I have never heard that. That's oh, you insane. need to be on the internet more, girl. Oh my god, I probably. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I, I mean, we not.
1: <laughs> it's shocking what people don't know. <laughs> Holy cow! In this age where everything is available, if you wanted to go find yeah. it, yeah. Whoa. Um. So yeah. So a little bit of that experimentation, definitely. Like, um, I knew that I was interested in women again from a super early age. Mm. Like, I had boyfriends, yeah. kissing at thirteen, whatever. Um, But reading like V.C. Andrews books and getting to like the kind of sexy scenes and being like, oh, but it's a girl. And I'm like, oh, but that's okay. Uh. So I kind of never questioned. I've also kind of never come out officially as anything other than me. Right. After dating a guy for a super long time, we lived together. We broke up. My parents came to visit here in L.A. Mm -hmm. And we were at dinner. And my dad said, so have you met any nice Mm -hmm. men or women? Uh, no, I haven't been dating anybody, but the fact that that was kind of my parents putting it out there in a yeah. way of like, whatever you want to do is totally cool. That's very sweet. And I was 32 at that point. Like, How did
0: they know to say I, that? I don't know. They just
1: I think it was, he was maybe half to to joking get, and like,
0: and also just sort of like mm-hmm.
1: prodding and yeah. I just kind of didn't react. Yeah. It was like,
0: no, no one in my life.
1: Okay. And I don't think they would care yeah. who I brought home That's as nice. long as they were nice to me and they made me happy yeah. and. Those are really the primary.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. Did you get a sex talk in school? Was there
1: sex ed- Um I went Canada? to private school, so okay. yes. Oh. Um, fifth what grade. kind of private school? Was it religious? Or? Uh, it was not. Okay. It was actually a French immersion private school Ooh, in Toronto. Cool. Um, and <gasps> now everyone to from Toronto will know... Uh, I do. It's terrible now. I haven't used it in a long time, but I'm fluent. If you went somewhere, somewhere I feel back like there. it would drop in mm-hmm, a couple does. weeks. I think in French sometimes. And then I'm like, is that oh, the really? right word? It's yeah. weird.
0: Oh, it's crazy. Um, uh, also, I just want to point this out to you. We can see construction man on the roof in the reflection of the window behind you. That's not um, creepy. That's, that's so weird. We had to talk to the construction men because they were bang, bang, banging on the ceiling like right before we were about to record. And I was like, no, these guys, we need to talk about sex right now. We didn't tell them that part. We should have. I told them yesterday. Oh. <laughs>
1: That's even better.
0: I was like, I have a sex podcast, but I'm editing it and like trying to think straight while they're like, boom, boom, boom on the ceiling. And I was like, I can't function. And then he's like, so, so is this a, this pole, do you use it? And oh. I was like, do you know, I didn't even notice that. I, most I'm people so desensitized. Um, and adult, a lot of like adult, adult, like older, my parents age, people are like, Oh, I just assumed it was for structure and I'm like, no, there is a stripper cartoon at the bottom of it. Like we can see it. We can all see it. I get it.
1: And <laughs> I have friends who have stripper poles and or kind of bondage stuff like built into their apartments yes, or spaces. I want that. Oh my God. Okay. And it's yeah, I just don't notice it because it's, I guess, not a big deal to me. Yeah. Because it's normal.
0: Totally. Yeah. Normal. I mean, I am very desensitized mm-hmm. now. Like, I had a job earlier this week where they were like, you can wear, we encourage you to wear denim pants, but it is by the beach. And it's going to be hot. So shorts are okay if they're appropriate length. And I, like, put on my shorts and I looked in the mirror and I was like, this is not I don't know. What's appropriate? I, I was like, my barometer. I don't trust it. I don't know. I think I'm appropriate. Uh, and then I switched into pants because I was panicking. Anyway. fair. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, I really am curious to get into your BDSM life, sure. but I would love to also fill in the gaps of your early years because I think those formative experiences are so e- important. Mm-hmm. So where do you want to start? Um,
1: like super, we'll just do a super brief recap of my sex life. Great. Uh, lost my virginity just before my 15th birthday Okay. with my boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. We were sleeping over at his house. He had another friend in town. So there was a girl sleeping on the floor. While I was losing my virginity, um, who was not actually asleep, we found out, which was fine because it was kind of a really sweet, like, it hurt and I was stressed out and obviously you tense up and I got up to go to the bathroom and come back and they had been talking and this was like his best friend from childhood forever. They'd known each other forever. And she said, just let it happen to me. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, it'll hurt, but it's okay. And I was like- that's very comforting and it looks like sounds really weird to retell the story. And mm-hmm. I haven't thought about that in many years. Yeah. But yeah, so the first time I had sex, there was someone else in the room like <laughs> that I knew was conscious and like aware of what was going on.
0: That is a unique situation. I've mm-hmm. never heard a story like and
1: that. And on a waterbed. Do not suggest that.
0: Oh my gosh. Also, I just had somebody else tell me that they fucked someone on a waterbed and I was like, how? It's and not good. I was trying to feel like, have I ever done that? I don't think so.
1: I have like, like a couple other boyfriends, like their parents had water beds, and momentum. at some point, it's no, no,
0: I have a hard time on a squishy bed, like just like my bed. The bed I have now is like much softer than mm-hmm. my old bed. And so, like, when I was with my master, the first time that we were fucking, I was like, something's different. This is a bad angle. And I was like, oh, it's because it's a fucking pillow top mattress. Uh huh. And you have more give, and yeah. everything's
1: not like where it's supposed it's to be. Where, things move yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So water bed's not good.
0: Was she like watching you? No, like no. the lights okay. were off, okay. and it was
1: like four in the morning. Yeah. But I mean, she was sleeping on the floor, like, on the other side of the bedroom. It wasn't that big of a room. I don't know. It also lasted all of, what, like, five minutes? Like, it's not, it was not memorable. Do you remember your
0: feelings around it? Like, how did you feel afterwards? Did you guys do it again? Um, Yes, I dated him for
1: a while after, Mm -hmm. so we did continue to have sex. Um, I don't remember the feelings. I think that it was just kind of a thing that I was like, oh, I can do this thing, and it didn't. I'm sure somewhere subconsciously or unconsciously it was like very rebellious and yeah. you know my mom didn't know and but totally at the time I don't think I was aware of any of that mm-hmm. um, and for a long time and I think this is also super common I hope women growing up now it's a different experience sex was not good for a long time
0: I like, think that's a thing we've heard so often it's like it's just not going to be and like you know it's why not? not exactly or like, or like the first time you do it with someone it's not going to be good and I'm like but it doesn't have to be true
1: I wish that was not true.
0: So I had I
1: a lot of- I think we're working to make I hope it not so true. I, right now. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of sex with a lot of people that mm-hmm. was like, okay, great. You can put your penis in my vagina. That's awesome. Yeah. Wear a condom. Take it off and you're done. And yeah, it was really much more like, and I don't know that this is not related to BDSM, much more me being in service mm-hmm. to someone rather than me really enjoying the experience and I liked the attention, yeah. Obviously,
0: yeah. Um, I liked the experience, mm-hmm. even if the actual sex that I wanted to be good was like less than, yeah, Meh. yeah.
1: Um, I didn't really like receiving oral sex because it was like it feels nice, but there was no climax. So for a long time, yeah. Obviously, there is now, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but again, I was like, I mean, it feels nice, but I didn't really get the whole. Um, make sure that you know you get to come before he does. I was like, but I don't, so does it matter? Yeah. But I could orgasm on my own. So I yep. knew that it could happen.
0: Same. I was the same for so long. Oh, mm-hmm. are you okay with me? I'm legs, totally fine with okay.
1: the cat. Great. We have a whole He's bunch like, of them at home. Over. I know, but. I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, so. He doesn't do that to everyone, by the oh, way. Oh, well, that's nice then. <laughs> um, so lots of kind of teenage whatever sex. Um but with long-term boyfriends in between, which is weird when I think about the number, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, how did I get there when I dated people for like three and four years at a time? Impressive. Ooh, thanks. <laughs> um, or not. Um, with a little bit of obviously figuring out the relationship side of it and the emotional mm-hmm. side of it and like some cheating on my part. Like yeah. I was the cheater. Yeah. Um. And one of those experiences was my boyfriend at the time did not want to try anal with me yep. and I wanted to try it. And so I found someone who would. Yeah. 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 And
0: how did that affect you? Because when I cheated on my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend, because I was like, I want to be in an open relationship. And he's like, but I want to keep dating you. And I don't. And so finally, I was just like, okay, my boundaries don't matter. And then I cheated on him a week later. Well, his boundaries don't matter. Right. Yeah. Like both of Mm them, they were just like, it was like we we should not have made the agreement because we weren't making an agreement. Right. We didn't actually agree. Right. You were having an open relationship. He was not. I mean, it was one of those things where I was just like, well, I was getting ready to break up with Mm -hmm. him and I think that's how my brain, my crazy brain justified it at the time and there were some other factors, Mm -hmm. but how did that affect you? Because I went into a spiral of guilt and shame and self-hatred because I was like, I never thought I would do this and it's like, I know other people don't and I think I don't think that the guilt is useful. Um. I think the guilt is a lot more
1: layered than, yes. like, it's not obviously just about the one aspect of it. Um, I did feel guilty. I actually maintained a relationship with that person that I cheated with for also a long time. Uh-huh. So I was kind of secretly dating two people at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't such a secret and kind of everybody in our friends group knew except my boyfriend. Oh. Ooh. Uh, how long? Like a while. Yeah. Like a while. Okay. Yeah.
0: I kept mine um, secret for eight months and I was like, oh.
1: I feel like mine was longer than that. Like, my boyfriend also didn't want to take me to my prom, so this other guy took me to prom.
0: Why didn't he want to take you to prom? Because
1: he was counterculture punk, little jerk, whatever, and just wanted to be different and didn't want to go to prom. So this other guy took me to prom. And then we all went to the after party, and my boyfriend was at the after party, and we all hung out together. Okay. And, like, they were friends. Okay. It was... Not a good time of my life. But anyway, but it turned out fine. Yeah. And I'm now friends with both of those men. Great. And it's fine. And they both have relationships, obviously. Um, so, yes, teenage and, like, early 20s was kind of a lot of meaningless sex, for lack of a better word. But, mm-hmm. like, experiences, which were fun. Um, And I think my first BDSM, even, like, foray into it, there was a fetish club in Toronto on... I feel like Sunday nights, which is such a weird time for it. (laughs) um, At a club that was otherwise like one night a week, it was a goth club and then it was just like a dance club, like top 40s dance. And I was like, this is a weird place to have this event. Um, And I got dressed up and a guy that I knew from the internet took me to this fetish night and it was just like nothing happened to me. It was just a lot of kind of me walking around. I will send you. I have a picture of <gasps> me in see. that outfit from that <gasps> night. I was so
0: curious. What were you wearing? How did you put that outfit together? Like, did you, had you watched, like, what was your awareness of BDSM at that point? Pretty
1: minimal. Yeah.
0: When um, I jumped in, I was like, I think it's about being tied up. I'm mm-hmm. curious to explore. And my master was like, it's so much so more. So much
1: more. I was like quasi-gothy, so it was just okay. easy for me to wear, like, I wore a black kind of negligee thing. Yeah. Um, And I was 19 and skinny with big boobs and had my tits out and wore I don't know stripper shoes yeah oh I wore stripper shoes to my prom amazing under a long black dress but they're like great big platform big heel they're easier to walk in than regular heel super Mm -hmm. and I'm tiny short I'm five feet tall so you can be regular tall so and in a long dress that I didn't have to have the dress hemmed, I just wore bigger shoes so it's really just practical it was my mom bought them for me yeah Practical stripper shoes. Weird. <laughs> I still have those stripper. Oh, I Do may you? have just gotten rid of them, but like still forty. Yeah, and I bought those when I was seventeen. That's hilarious. So those lasted a long time and have been a lot of places with
0: me. That's kind of amazing. It's fun. You should write their memoir. I sh- mm. should memoir That'd of a stripper fun. shoe. Ugh. My um, first stripper shoe.
1: <laughs> not my last. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah, so that's how I put that outfit together and it was just kind of some black lacy stuff and I was Mm -hmm. like, I guess you can see my nipples and it doesn't really matter. Off we go. Yeah. And I remember kind of flashes about that night. Like there was definitely a St. Andrew's cross. I did Mm -hmm. not know what that was at the time. Um, And there were a couple kind of side rooms where there were people scening, which again, I did not know what that was. I feel like I went and we had a couple drinks and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go home. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was neat to see, but nothing really happened.
0: And your internet friend was not. Pushy, it sounds like. No, he was, he may have been gay. I
1: don't know. It was never kind of discussed, and it was very platonic friendship. Um, We both happened to live in the same city, but met on the internet, as I did a bunch of people, including the guy. Where were you meeting him, then? Where, on the internet? Yes. Uh, On IRC. Okay, (laughs) I
0: have no idea what that is.
1: IRC is Internet Relay Chat. So before AOL Instant Messenger was a thing, it was a text-only, you could make private rooms, or you could make, like... Rooms where a bunch of people could join in. I originally got on that because the guy that I cheated on my boyfriend with. I went to boarding school in Italy for my last semester of high school.
2: Whoa. And
1: he wanted to figure out a way for all of us to be able to talk. So yeah. he set me up with this thing. And he Fantastic. was nerdy, and so he knew about it. Great. Um, and then I could talk to all my friends because I couldn't call because it was crazy right. expensive qu- in 1996 19- yeah, yeah, yeah. to oh, call yeah. overseas. Yeah. And then while I was waiting for my friends to get on, we would be like, okay, Tuesday at four o'clock. Our time, which was like 11 o'clock for me or whatever the time change was, we would arrange to meet in this particular place. But while I was waiting for them, I was like, oh, well, what's in like this punk chat channel or this Mm. gothic chat channel? And so then I met a ton of people who are now a bunch of people I'm still friends with on Facebook that I've like met in real life all over the place.
0: That's kind of wild. It was fun. It's a whole different
1: world back then. (laughs) No, I did a lot of stuff. I think Toronto was also very helpful to being like a really safe place to grow up where... I could come home in, yeah. like, stripper heels and a short-ass skirt and, like, take a cab at 3 in the morning and no one harassed me. Sometimes I'd get, like, a cat call at a car. Yeah. But it was never – I never felt unsafe. I never – not to say that there were not rapes in Toronto, obviously. Yeah. But, like, I never felt yeah. unsafe, which was a totally different experience, I'm sure, to my friends who grew up in other places. Mm. Um But probably gave me a false
0: sense of security through the rest of my life. I think I have that still. Like, because I'm just like, I will walk around. Like, literally yesterday a friend was like, how can I get to Tijuana safely? And I was like, just go and don't be dumb. Like, you know. (laughs)
1: Like, be aware of your surroundings for sure. Yeah, I wasn't like walking along with headphones on and like looking up at the sky. And
0: like, plastered and unaware of your surroundings and not able to, yeah.
1: So that was all the Toronto stuff. And then... How did it? yeah, okay. so, and, and then, one of the guys that I met online, not the one I was just thinking of, actually one before that, uh-huh. uh, lived in Denver. And so I flew to Denver to meet him for his eighteenth birthday. Ooh. and I was a year older. Okay. um, and he tied me to the rafters in his mom's basement. like he lived with his mom still because he was Whoa. freshly eighteen. yeah, and he lived in the basement. his room was, oh my God, and the other half of the basement was like, Half finished, but there was no, like, plaster on the ceiling, so it was exposed beams. And he tied me to the rafters.
0: Was that your first time being tied? I think so. That's
1: incredible. I
0: think so. How, and, like, I don't like, know
1: how he knew about any say, of this. Yeah, I yeah. could ask him. I'm still friends with him, too. Was it, like, shabari
0: tie? Or um, was it some... No, like, like not super fancy. Attached. Like, just
1: hands above my head. Wow. Um, Kind of wrists bound and then tied around the rafter. Uh-huh. And... Yeah. And I think like he blindfolded me with a, just like a handkerchief or something, but no like impact play. It was just, hey, this is a thing that's fun and this is a thing that we did. I think that's my first like clear memory of being involved in it myself, Uh but I obviously knew about it to some degree and I just don't even remember how.
0: Were you guys sexual together? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. No, okay. this is like a boyfriend like, who I was like, going to go you visit. Just get tied up. Okay. <laughs> oh no. 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 There was additional. Because I would be in the yeah. situation where I'd be like, "Well, I'll just try it," and then I'd be like, "Oh, nothing else is happening. Oh, I guess this is the story now." <laughs> you know, like I. <laughs> that happens too sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and
1: there are experiences. I was just talking to my fiance about that. That there are experiences that are BDSM and sexual or just kind of BDSM and fetishy Mm -hmm. and like I have been flogged by people who had no sexual interest in me and I had no sexual interest in but it was just a fun scene to play out and then like there was a little bit of aftercare that was touching and like caressing but Mm -hmm. not sexual in any aspect and then I gave them a hug and we went our separate ways and
2: that was it.
0: Can you break down for us just sort of like your emotional understanding of those interactions for people that might just find that baffling? Um, just because I think it is different for everyone. It is
1: different for everyone. And until my fiance had brought up that particular situation where I had not had an emotional connection to someone that I was seeing with, I had a hard time separating them. Mm. Um, and we had been talking about, like, he would like to see another girl wearing a collar. Mm-hmm. And my collar has much more emotional bonding meaning, like, it is the equivalent of a wedding ring, right? Like it is a visual representation of our commitment to each other. Um, He can also put a collar on another girl as that's just something that I like to see. It is a visual fetish. It does not mean I want to fuck her. It does not mean I want to have a relationship with her. I just like the way it looks. Okay, That was really hard for me to kind of grasp and understand. I'm like, but how do you not want to fuck her? Like you see her in a collar, doesn't that turn you on? And he's like, Not the same way as like what a sexual interaction would turn me on. I'm like, I have no idea how that works and how you separate those. I guess it's also partially a guy thing. Like the compartmentalization is much more like physical versus emotional and keeping them separate is a lot easier for men. And I don't know why.
0: But also oftentimes physical includes fucking. Mm -hmm. And so this is not that. It's a different, it's a visual. Oh, important clarification for our listeners. Are you guys in an open relationship or a monogamous relationship or something else I don't know about? We
2: are
1: um, ostensibly in an open relationship. It has not come to having any other partners yet. Okay. But we are both open to being open. Um, And we have talked about open versus polyamory. um, And I guess a lot of people don't know the difference between that either. Um, Open is you... And this is also different for every couple and everyone sets their own rules and their boundaries. Um, But open is you can have sex with other people, but they are not relationships. And some partners even say, you know, you can't have sex with the same person more than X number of times because then you start to develop some sort of emotional connection. Um, Polyamory is having more than one partner where there is an emotional connection as well as sexual, Mm -hmm. um, as well as kind of the social support. And you may all live together. You may not. Um, there's not an automatic my girlfriend is also my partner's girlfriend right um which I think a lot of people think oh polyamory is just so a everyone, triad yeah. and it's like no, no I can have a relationship separate from my primary relationship that isn't just sex
0: yeah
1: I think I could do polyamory mm-hmm. I think I'm obviously okay with being open but there's a jealousy factor that comes in on my part he's like go have oh. fun do whatever you want I'm the jealous one and so until it comes up, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it.
0: Can I ask your astrological sign? I'm a (gasps) Taurus. Me too. I know. Oh yeah, we knew that. Okay. (laughs)
1: Um, But yes, so I, he's like, just trust me. like, I do trust you implicitly. Yeah. I get on the back of a motorcycle with you and let you tote me around wherever you want.
0: Taurus has a quality of like, this is mine. Mm -hmm. Mine. Mm -hmm. I will keep it. Mm -hmm. I'm not a jealous person at all. Like, to the point where i realize in my body i don't i don't feel the feeling that i recognize other people are Mm -hmm. feeling and i don't know why you know it's just like that's just my brain so i don't have that but i've i've encountered it makes me feel heartened i guess to hear of a dom who's happy to share his submissive Mm -hmm. because i have this like fear that i will never find that oh and Mm -hmm. i'm and i'm what's today i'm about a month Today, being single from my again. master again for good. Okay, he just hung up on me. So, <gasps> like, we were on the phone, and I was like, "I need more attention. I don't need to hear you all the time." But when I do, like, it needs to be more than I miss you and you're sexy. And he got he started getting angry, and I was like, "We don't have to do this." And he's like, "I guess we just won't hung up." And that was the end of our over two year relationship, and we'd broken up four times. That was right. our fourth breakup within a year. I'm sorry, That's it's sucky suck- though, and it's, and it's it's sucky, and it was my it's my first master. So right. I guess I'm talking about this with you because... There's a lot more emotional connection. And I had no idea what I was getting into truly because I was just like, oh, get tied up. And I loved it.
1: And (laughs) there's so much to love. And my partner and I have also talked about, funny enough, another woman that we know who like, he's like, oh, she doesn't know anything about BDSM. She's interested and knows kind of like Mm -hmm. academically. But has talked to each of us separately. We're both friends with her Mm -hmm. um, about polyamory and open relationships and what... BDSM is and how that works and I have said to him I think that like you need to be careful that she understands if you have intentions what they are and he said I don't and I wouldn't want to be the first person to take it to a sexual level with her because then I've ruined the kind of mentor trusting friendship aspect of it Mm -hmm. where I would like to teach her about these things she's curious about and she's asking about but I don't want to be the one to do them with her because if it goes sideways, then all of a sudden it's all gone. Right. Right. The friendship and the relationship to whatever yeah. level it developed. Yeah. So there's a lot of complication about, yes, emotional versus physical, subdom. So the jealousy part comes in. I think I would, I'm much more okay with, so we go to Burning Man every year. Um, <gasps> I want to go. Oh, we'll it's talk about my that too. List. Okay, great. Mm-hmm.
0: Because I want to be in the naked tents.
1: they're all naked tents. I've never seen so many naked people in my life. By the third day, you don't actually realize people are naked anymore. Like I'm talking to a guy and I'm like, oh, you're not wearing any clothes. I didn't even notice. That's amazing.
0: I did a paint photo shoot last night with a friend. Like Mm -hmm. I painted her and Mm we're taking pictures of her. And she was like, I know you like being naked. Do you want to be naked while we shoot? And I was like, yes.
1: (laughs) I also enjoy being naked. There's a lot of naked time in our house. And I'm like, do I have to put clothes on? No? Okay, cool. Thanks. Taurus. Power. Is it?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a very sensual, like hedonistic, mm-hmm. like likes to be comfortable. Like I can't be uncomfortable in my clothing.
1: Oh, I don't can't. Don't do tell it. me that's a Taurus thing. It's a Taurus thing. So, like, if your socks wrinkled in your shoe, uh, no, can't do it. I don't or like the shirts under the soft, shirts. Mm-hmm. Like, For me,
0: it's velvet. Oh. I, some Tauruses love the softness of velvet. Me, can't do velvet. Can't do corduroy. Like that would actually, mm-hmm. I maybe could do it if it was torture. Like mm-hmm. if it was, if my dom were using it as torture. Mm-hmm. And I might get to red fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Fair it's not like that bad for mm-hmm. me. Um, ugh, yeah, like, spank me, use a Warburton wheel, like, put hot wax on me, but like, velvet? Ugh. Please don't. <laughs> um,
1: Interesting. Yeah. There are definitely things that, like, I touch and then, like, I'll be in a department store and flipping through a rack and I'll be, ooh. Yep. Yep. But those okay. are usually, like, polyester. Those are bad too. Yeah. Gross. yeah. yeah.
2: I would love Touching to hear. Sensations. Okay, yes. but I have so many questions. Yeah, please because do.
0: Because also, you seem very experienced in BDSM. Does that resonate with you? Uh,
1: it does in a very weird way because I feel me. like I am, I think you're just always learning. Yes. No matter what you think you know, I will hear stuff sometimes and I'm like, that was a whole new world that yeah. I didn't even know existed. People do that? Will awesome. you give us some
0: examples, whatever feels comfortable? Because I, I feel that you are much more experienced than I am. and I, and I have just a couple like, of years on you. you yeah. And yeah, I and um, know all about it.
1: Things that I have not heard of that no, I was no, no. surprised by or yeah, things that I
0: mo- stand out moments in your BDSM life or just I don't know I don't um, even know what to, I mean I have a thousand questions and I can ask specific ones like how many partners have you had and like how many have you gone to lots of sex parties is there group sex how let's do you do meet that. people sure. like just all of that's the- easier
1: for me probably because <laughs> I'm a sub and okay, I like yeah. to just be asked the questions and Great. then I'll just give the answers um how many partners have I had I stopped counting at some point
0: 40? BDSM, BDSM, oh, BDSM like partners, lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent
2: mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready
0: whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA
2: and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex.
0: Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit
2: BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast.
0: Um, And, like, what's the difference between, like, doing a scene with someone and, like, having a, have you had a master? Have you had a daddy? What type, do you say dom, like language, different people? people? Sure.
1: Uh, I've only ever called my current partner sir.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's half joking, but sometimes not. Mm-hmm. Um, I call him daddy in a totally different respect. Like he is our cat's daddy and I'm mommy, <laughs> but we're not mommy and daddy to each other. <laughs> so that comes out. And when I do it in front of oh, another person, so I'm funny. like, oh no, but we don't, ooh, no. Uh. And I don't, There are people who are totally into that. I am not. Uh That is not my fetish. Uh The whole little thing is just not what I'm into. Um, There is very little humiliation. I don't like it myself. And What
0: counts as humiliation to you? Because I didn't realize that I was into what other people call humiliation until someone else told me.
1: Oh, um, I'm trying to think of something that because he wouldn't want to do any of these things with me, it's hard for me to pull an example out. Well, can um, I ask you like, some questions? Yeah.
0: So like I get called, I used to get called a lot of filthy names. That, like- yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. And then like uh, being slapped on the face or spit on. No that hitting me in the play? face. Okay.
1: okay. Um, we don't spit on each other, but that's just, I think also like more of just a personal preference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, can I ask what your safe words are? It depends on if there's a gag in my mouth. Uh, um it is colors because okay. it's just easiest mm-hmm. and i've had people come up with like pineapple marshmallow I'm like if i can fucking think of pineapple marshmallow i'm not that into this scene totally so, yeah so um yellow red Great. right um he tends to stop at a yellow mm-hmm. and i'm like but i wasn't done i just wanted you to like maybe back off a little or like he's, hit a different part for a second right <laughs> um and he's like no yellow means you are uncomfortable enough to have said something yeah um, and I think he knows me pretty well that if I get to red, like, we're way over my actual threshold. Mm. Um, if there's a gag in my mouth, it is as clearly as I can mm-hmm. three, three is the thing. And if you can shake your head, um, and any good master should be paying attention yes. to you. yes, um, you should not be, you know, tied up and left alone. No. you should not be in a stress position and left alone no. for more than like, I'm running to the living room and I will be right back. Um, But there's no like, I'm going to leave you hanging by one knee and one elbow and leave the room.
0: that's not safe.
1: No, and people think that that is what this is and it's very not. Um, What else would he... So I don't think there's anything else that he would want to do that I have... Like, I don't really love putting his dick in my mouth after it's been in my vagina. Mm. But I will. Okay. And it all depends on like when did we both shower last. Yeah, I'm super smell what time sensitive. What of the
0: month is eh, it? Eh, mean,
1: even could, that I don't care about oh, so really? much, and he doesn't care about, which is also really lovely for me. Yeah. Um, he's like I don't know. Put a towel down. It's fine. Yeah. Um,
0: does he go down on you when it's lady time? He does. Okay. He doesn't
1: love going down on anyone. So oh I'm, really. And I came off another partner who was like, that was his thing. So it's been a bit of an adjustment for me. Okay. I'm okay with it. There have been a couple times where I'm like, it's not fair. And then I'm like, wait, fairness does not come into play in a sexual relationship, nor in a relationship, nor should it. And we joke like, it's not a tit for tat relationship. Yeah. But then we'll joke like, it's not a dick for tit relationship. Like we'll <laughs> fill in the different words to make it. Um, <laughs> and it can't be. You can't keep score. You know, no, oh, you got
0: three orgasms I, and I yeah. haven't had any. If sex is all about like tit for tat reciprocation, then I'm paying attention to the wrong thing because it should be like a, a huge, greater sum, yes. you know, like it's...
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And that's how you breed resentment. And yeah. like you're thinking about and wallowing on, you know, oh, you know, it's been this long since I've gotten this thing. It's like, okay, I have those thoughts, they pop into my head. And then I take a deep breath and I'm like, but what else has happened in that time yeah. that I've really enjoyed or I've yeah. had orgasms completely different ways that weren't maybe what I wanted right then, but that's not what it's about.
0: Also, if people were keeping track of orgasms, I would be so anxious about having them that I would never have them. And then we would not get to do stuff and it would be Mm -hmm. horrible.
1: And it's so much more mental than physical, especially for women. I think that being comfortable. If I'm uncomfortable, I'm like, there's a cat hair at my nose. Just stop. Me too. Like, Like, I can't.
0: If my my knee is like crunching Mm -hmm. on the ground, then I got to move a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. If if my leg falls asleep and I'm falling over, like we got to do something about it.
1: And... A master should want you to be as into it as possible. And obviously some discomfort is kind of part of the game. Totally. But not pain beyond, you know, what you're doing.
0: There's like the agreed upon pain. Mm -hmm. And when I'm outside of that, I have to fix it.
1: And you should. Yeah. Um, And it's communication and it sounds like such a trope. Oh, communication. It is so important, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: not only in a scene, but in any relationship and in friendships and yeah. Just say the thing you want to say and yes. don't pussyfoot around it. And if the other person reacts badly, take a deep breath, try to figure out what they like, try to put yourself in their shoes. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Um. But communication really does help with, you know, he's, we've kind of finished a scene and he's gotten up to go to the bathroom to clean up and come back. And I'm like, but um, aftercare, please. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And like lays down on the bed with me and cuddles me and like, He was just so, we call it swizzled Mm -hmm. when you're, right? He was just so swizzled that he was like, oh, I didn't, I can't even think. And he wasn't intending to leave me unattended or leave me uncared for. He was just kind of in his own head. And, but if you say something, he's not gonna be like, no, fuck you, deal with it. Exactly. He's gonna be like, oh, of course, cuddles and nice caresses. And yeah, yeah. what else did you ask me about sex well, parties? I want to know.
0: <laughs> I, I also want. I want to dive into your favorite things, okay? Because that's, ama- that's mm-hmm. My favorite thing to know other people's favorite mm-hmm. things, uh, and I also do want to circle back to the explicit communication and your first experiences with that and how it's progressed. So, like, what was your first experience having really explicit sexual communication?
1: Um, probably my previous partner before my current partner who was a terrible boyfriend and we were a terrible couple. No, he was a good boyfriend. He gave really good gifts and he okay. was very attentive.
0: Okay,
1: We were not a good couple.
0: Mm.
1: We just weren't. Yeah. Like screaming fights in the middle of Vermont Boulevard. Like oh. not a good couple. Oh, wow. Yeah, really dramatic. Um, and I think we both fed on the drama and it yeah. was just not yeah. healthy. Um, but really great sex. And I was able to ask for things that, Talking about sex is hard for me. Growing up, I didn't um, talk to my girlfriends about sex. Mm-hmm. I We all knew we were all having sex, but that was kind of it. Yeah. Um, even now, at this age, I have, like, a couple of friends that I will explicitly discuss sex with. Oh, like, good. actual, like, details. Yeah. Um, I kind of edge around some things with people, depending on who they are. Uh, and a whole group of Burning Man friends is a whole other world. So yes. they are all very, not necessarily <laughs> explicit, but like it's much easier to talk to them about anything because they're just a very open community.
0: Yeah,
1: I wear my collar m- most of the time uh, around most of our friends. If I have like a conference call for work, I may take it off depending on what else I'm wearing. Right. I work from home, so I don't need to go into an office. Um, I wore it to my therapist's office for the first time recently.
0: Really? What was that like? Well, it's very discreet. Thank you.
1: Like, it's, and it's, um, it's, if you can't see it, I don't know if you can see it. It's yeah. uh, a stainless steel collar. It does like. up with an Allen key. Okay, that's okay. Um, so I have an emergency Allen wrench in my wallet just, just in, in case. case. Yeah. Um, but obviously my partner is not here with the key right now, and yeah. so it's just on me all the time. Um, I do have a couple of padlocking collars also. Ah that are much more like bondage-y looking. Yeah. Um, one of them grabs my hair and it's really annoying, but he likes oh. the way it looks and so we compromise. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me put my hair up and then I'll wear that one. I love it. Um, And that one is, so that little humiliation stuff he might be into, okay. like, will you wear that out to dinner? And it's like a black and silver collar with a little D-ring and a big freaking padlock on the back.
2: Oh, and really? And like, will
1: you wear that out to wing stop? And I'm like, sure. I mean, A, I'm never going to see those people again. And B, I mean, if I do, okay. Yeah. Do you want to talk about my sex life? Well,
0: also, I was working an Instagram event. Oh, can I say that? I'm going to say it. They're not going to (laughs) listen. I was working an Instagram event recently, and a lot of the Instagrammers who were there were very young, Mm -hmm. like not 18, and many of them were wearing collars as jewelry. And I was like, and I didn't initiate conversations with any of them. And I'm like, do you know, is, I don't think you, oh. And also last year, two years ago at Zara, they were selling like just like a choker that had a loop on it. And I'm like, and it's, you know, and it has clasps on the back. So it's not a collar, mm-hmm. but I'm like, that's a collar. You know, and I, and I bought it because I've worn that to several auditions mm-hmm. where I'm playing, I go out for various types of weird sexual role. Like I was playing a pleasure concierge, mm-hmm. oh. you know. Like like, a sci-fi thing. Yeah. And so I wore these like thigh high boots and had this little collar and a boob shirt and just, you know, very like sci-fi. And then I walked into the waiting room and it was like men in their seventies that were also bald in suits. And so I was like, oh, oh, I'm the, I'm the wild guard. Oh,
1: (laughs) that happens. Um, Yeah. I've seen a lot of people also wearing collars who I don't think have any idea. I still have a collar that I bought when I was I don't know, 18. It does not fit around my neck anymore. Um, I'm still like pretty like thin and little. And yeah. I was, I'm 30 pounds heavier than I yeah. was as a teenager. Cause 40. Yeah, Cause you were a teenager. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it is just a band of leather with mm-hmm. a snap back, but with a ring on it. Mm-hmm. And it's a collar. Very yeah. clearly like a meant to be pseudo bondage yeah. kind of gothy collar that I wore to clubs and I would wear to school and whatever. Um,
0: did you know you were submissive back then? Like when did you-
1: Figure it out.
0: It sounds like yes-ish you did.
1: But I don't have any recollection. There was never anyone who wanted to dominate me. Although I guess that first boyfriend, like it was just, yeah. And there was never a question about which way it was going to go.
0: Did you ever watch, like did you explicitly watch BDSM porn or anything like that? Not until much later in life.
1: And even now BDSM porn, um, so kink.com used to be based in San Francisco and my partner worked at the upper floor
0: really for a while
1: um and so he has some cool stories and but like I'll watch their shoots and I know I have toured the sets because he used to be able to do a tour that's so cool which was super cool and I know the scene and I know what's going on and while I believe that what is going on is actually happening Mm -hmm. right she's actually having an orgasm which is where a lot of porn like I don't think you're actually having an orgasm when you're screaming I'm coming I'm coming no you're not yeah um but it's so weird to think that it is like a put on scene, yeah, that could be like something we were doing in our bedroom, but that's on film. And I'm like, do they stop in the middle and like take a break? And he's like, yeah, sometimes like it yeah. needs to happen. It's like any film shoot. yeah, so it's a really weird disconnect for me. um, and I'll watch some of their stuff and be like, I just can't even watch it. Like it's good, totally.
0: I get in so people talk about porn a lot on here. I don't watch it that much because. Because of my history as a producer, I can't watch it without thinking about the production aspect mm-hmm. of it. And then it just puts me into my producer brain, which is the least sexy brain I have. Like, I it's just had that conversation with someone
1: else and I, it might have been my partner, or it might have been someone else. It was like, no, I just picked the scene apart and like, oh, why would you put that light there? Like, yes. just all that kind of or stuff. Or
0: even I've watched some indie porn lately or when I was with my master last year, he got a subscription to one that was like more like people on mm-hmm. their iPhone. So a lot of vertical video and I'm just like, this is framed stupid. This is lit. Like, you're making it, it's like angsty. Like, what do you, I can't see what's actually happening. You know, like that handheld, don't show me four camera angles at once. I can't watch it. You know, like make choices, <laughs> make artistic choices. Don't just like give me everything. They're not artists. I know. I know. It's hard. I'm yeah. not an artist either. And I'm not trying to be negative because I do appreciate people creating, putting, it out putting, there. putting their own work out there. And it doesn't work for me. That's all. Yes.
1: There are scenes And not necessarily BDSM related at all, but like, okay, porn, easy, masturbating, fine. That's a super quick way to get it done. Um, Sometimes I can just go off my brain, depends on what's going on. Um, But what I, and what I watch, also I think this is for a lot of people, what I watch isn't necessarily what I would want to happen with me. Totally. But uh, yes, as I'm scrolling through the pages and pages, I'm like, why? I can't see, I can see the guy's thigh. I guess there's a woman underneath him. Yeah. I can't even see what's going on. Like yeah. this is not sexy. Like and it's dark and I why did you even put this up? For
0: like the bad, like free music that they're using as a track in the background. I'm like, just turn it off. There like are um,
1: porn music videos, which I did not know was a thing. Ooh, I think really? their PMV is the um acronym. And it is like just a bunch of short cutscenes. Set to like super ountsy music. It's the weirdest thing. I accidentally like I not accidentally, I clicked on one. Being yeah. Like, well, what's PMV? Right. Because uh POV is point of view. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what's PMV? I don't know. Yeah. And it started and I was like, what is this awful music? And I thought it was just the intro, but then it just kept going. Very weird. for pure artistic. I was gonna say I'm I gonna suggest to going go, to look. Yeah. I'm gonna go
0: have to look some I was up. Just check. Oh my god. Um tell me some of your favorite things to have done to
1: you. Um I like being blindfolded. Mm-hmm. I like the heightened other senses, mm-hmm. um, and if I can't see what's going on, because it's my bedroom, and I know what our drawers sound like, and I know which toys live in which places, I can kind of tell what he's going for by like the jingle of this <laughs> or like the clank of that. Yeah. Um. But it's nice to kind of be surprised by like, uh, as soon as it touches me, like, oh, what is that? Yeah. Um. Or oh, I know what that is. So mm-hmm. that's fun. The anticipation. Um. And it also. I'm a thinker, I overthink everything, and I analyze everything. And we can be in the middle of something super hot, and I can be like, God, did I run payroll for that client? Yeah. Which is terrible. Um, but I really do feel like having the blindfold on pulls me a little bit more into what we're doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I do like being tied up. Um, I have a sputter bar that is ankles and wrists. Mm. Um, we also just got a yoke that is collar with wrists. Cool. Um, and they're both adjustable length, so... My wrists can be kind of like out here or here. Um, Where
0: are you usually when you're using that? Usually in our room. Okay. Um, but are you like laying down? Do you have a door frame that it can
1: attach
2: to? We do, you... do not.
1: Okay. He's talked about we need a new bed. And so mm. when we get a new bed frame, <gasps> that will come into play. Oh, um, so not exciting. only being like tie points, he is super kind of engineering and mechanical. So mm. he will, he's like, oh, I could just install install eye bolts here and here. He put up a piece in a friend's unit so that she could tie people to like a steel
2: yeah.
1: um drilled into her concrete ceiling she also lives in like a lofty area yes. um and so he went and put some stuff in for her so that she has kind of attachment points I love it. so right now it's just kind of the bedroom mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it's just on the bed for the most yeah. part we it's just the two of us we live alone we don't have kids yeah. we don't have people knocking on the door yeah. we both work from home so sometimes it's 2:30 on a tuesday That's great. uh which is awesome
0: being awake and not exhausted and, like, having some energy in my body, particularly if I have time to drop into my brain, like, mentally, like, take a bath ahead mm-hmm. of time. Oh, my God. It's my favorite. I miss those because, like, my master used to drop his kid off at school and, like, would come over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you
1: know? <laughs> no, and it's nice to have, like, there's nothing else going on right now. Yeah. I don't. My phone's not dinging. The,
0: si- the time aside
2: for yeah. It. yeah.
1: And there are times where we're like, okay, we've got half an hour. Mm-hmm. And there are times where we're like, we don't have anything to do until tomorrow.
0: In a half hour circumstance, yes. are you still kinky? How does it play out? Is um, it time to be kinky? There's
1: always some aspect of kink okay. to our sexual interactions, which he told me, I think like the first day we started dating. And he was like, you don't have to be into it all the time, but like the kink will always be part of my life. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, at least I know what I'm getting into. So there will be some choking, which is easy. Mm-hmm. He spanks me all the time. So it's not even like that's sexual anymore. <laughs> He's like. As he's walking by me, I'm like, don't do that. I'm working. I have had to tell him, like, he can't come over and choke me while I'm working, like, while yeah. I'm at my desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm just in the living room. Why would, would he get not? I would too
0: distracted. I would get, I wouldn't be able to.
1: Well, I'm either frustrated that I, like, can't I was literally in the middle of something work-wise, or now I want to drop what I'm doing and go do that, and I can't because I have a call in five minutes. Yeah, yeah, So we've worked on that a little bit. That's good. Again, communication. Yes. Just talk about yep. it. Choking is easy. A quick pair of handcuffs is always easy. Mm. Um. I'm also fairly small, and so he can just hold me down, mm-hmm. um, which happens quite a bit. There's some aspect of like he likes to hurt me while he's fucking me—actual like intercourse pain—which oh. um, I'm fine with. Yeah, and so that's kind of his like, yeah, like finishing it's, move. Right? Rough, yeah. yeah, I don't know, yeah. like like a video game. Um, <laughs> smash, smash! But like that if it right <laughs> that if it's like okay, we only have the, this much time. We both know our kind of hot triggers to like just get it going and get it over with that's great
2: lovers we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice so i'm very excited and i'm going to do my best did you know the flora app is a safe place to open up embrace your desires and find like-minded people this is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams discovered a new level of shared passion and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Fleur. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection, a shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Fleur app celebrates the beauty of open minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. How did you guys meet? Very randomly Uh at a place that I did
0: not
1: belong. There is an (laughs) off-road truck race in the Mojave Desert. Um, once a year. And I was out there watching my friend race his Jeep, who he had been asking me to go out and watch him race for like 12 years. And I was like, that's not my scene. It's really not my scene. And he said, this is the last year we're going to race the truck. We're taking it apart next year. Like, I don't know if we're going to have another truck. You should come out and watch me race. Mm. He said, I'll buy your ticket. You'll have a pit pass. You just need to show up. He said, okay, fine. So I showed up and he went off on the race in the morning and I was in the pit where they come through to get gas and whatever. And there was this guy sitting there and we started chatting about something, something, where are you from? Da, da, da. He said, I live in the Bay area. And I said, Oh, I'm going to be up there in a couple of weeks for a friend's birthday. Um, and we just started chatting and it was all very casual. Um, and then a call came over the radio that another truck out on the course had broken an axle or something. And, He said, do you want to go on an adventure in the desert? Mm.
2: And so we put a
1: welder and a generator in the back of a dune buggy and went out to find them and weld their truck up. And so we had like two and a half hours with no radio, no distraction, just the two of us in a car
0: talking. A dune buggy. Yeah. Oh my God. Just like talking about
1: everything. And so we talked about everything. Like I knew all of his dirty secrets by like the second day I knew him. When did he bring up kink? that car ride. Like I'd known him for two hours. Oh, no, before that, in the pit even, he said something about latex. And I said, well, I've worn latex, (gasps) which I had. I did not realize that he meant like latex, like he means. Um, I bought a rubber dress from the adult shop when I was 17 and wore it for like Halloween one year or something. Of course. That was my first latex experience. Mm. Um, I will be getting married in a latex dress. (gasps) Oh my god! Because we're getting married at Burning Man, and that's where you can oh do that. Oh my
0: gosh, really? Mm-hmm. This this mm-hmm. Burning Man, August thirtieth. Oh my gosh, that's coming up. It that's is so it's soon. exciting! Wow.
1: Um, so I'm having a. It will not look like a wedding dress, but our friend who makes custom latex is making me an outfit that will be my wedding outfit. Oh my god! That's and amazing. And he will also be in latex. That's his fetish that Fantastic. I have kind of fallen into.
0: Okay. Um, I like it. Tell it's us fun. About that. Tell us more about because I was talking to a latex boy and then he kind of disappeared. So I don't know if I'm going to get to latex with him, but.
1: Um, it is just as much about the visual as the sensation as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, coffee
1: break. And he is about both aspects of it. Um, his kind of ideal manifestation of it is that I wear like a latex t shirt out to the grocery store.
0: Have you done that? Mm hmm. I love that.
1: And it's like, people look at me or don't. And okay, people could look at me or not for wearing purple running shoes, right? It doesn't matter. Yes. People are going to look at you or not.
0: They look, th- at, they look at me. Exactly.
1: <laughs> um, and some people, not strangers usually, but some people like friends are like, is
0: that latex? Can I touch it? Yeah. Sure. Um, is it, when you're wearing it like out and about, is it? Is it sweaty? I yes, to, okay. It is
1: sweaty. So, when you try latex on at a store, yeah. like there's a store over in Silver Lake that I probably won't name drop, <laughs> but it's the fetish store in LA. I go to the stock Yes, room. That's, that's the one. That's my favorite place. Well, then yes, let's name drop them. So, they have a huge la- I do, I love them. They have a huge like, I love them. latex selection. Um, I have a couple of pieces from them. When you try stuff on there, you try it on with powder. Oh, um because it is smart. easy to get in and out of. When you actually put latex on at home, you do it with lube.
0: How did I not know this? I don't know <laughs> silicone lip. I haven't done it. Oh mm-hmm. wow! Um, so you and how do you clean it? Uh, the
1: whole thing, dish soap and water in Whoa. the sink, like Dawn and water in the sink, and you wash it, and then you rinse it, and dry it, hang it to dry.
2: Mm-hmm. That's a lot awesome. of care. It's how much latex
1: stuff do you have? A lot. What are your favorite pieces? Um, I have a super cute. I bought a T-shirt that is a pink octopus bathing like in a bathtub with some bubbles, and it's on like a blue background. Um and our friend remade that for me in latex. Oh
0: my god. It's adorable. I'll
1: show you a picture of it. Oh yeah. Um it's on Instagram actually. We'll, I'll <gasps> okay. just share okay. it out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um I have a super cute pink like skater dress, so like kind of a scoop neck, yes. wide strap tank top. It's like above my knee but not super scandalously short. Mm-hmm. Pink with black trim. Mm-hmm. Um I don't love pink. He loves pink and okay. I was like, sure, I'll wear pink okay. for you, All that's right. fine. The dress is gonna be cool. It's actually gonna be kind of a take on a French maid's outfit. Um that's Ugh. like a bodysuit with a Fuck, skirt. Yeah. Um and then I think maybe little gloves, oh like my fingerless God. gloves. I don't actually know. He's talked to her about okay. the design. Oh, that's my dream. She has measured me and I'm gonna go for a fitting in the next couple of weeks. Amazing. So I
0: know what that's I'm getting. So amazing. It's exciting.
1: Um I think those are like my favorite favorite. And then I bought a piece from the stock room. It's a Tammy Wong dress it has got like cut out kind of teardrops, and it's got like a little mock turtleneck collar, and it's like kind of longer and just super sexy.
0: What is it that you like about latex?
1: Getting in right, so getting into it as a whole process, which Mm -hmm. I actually kind of like the, Mm -hmm. you need help to get into things, Most things, sometimes you can get into it yourself. Mm. Um, And like there are spots that you learn to lube up first, like the backs of your armpits so that stuff just kind of slides in. And then you get into it and you're kind of uncomfortable and you like pull your boobs into the right place and like jiggle around and it's pinching here. And then about 10 minutes in, you sweat just enough that you kind of like roll your shoulders and jiggle around a little bit and then everything just settles into place. And then it just fits you. Um, It feels really cool, like touching your stomach, touching your chest, like... Depending on how long the sleeves are, it's super smooth and soft.
0: I think I would feel like a future person.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, Very I think much so. I would feel, like Katy Perry
1: wears latex in a ton of her videos, oh, yeah, um, which is right. like instant fetish. Yeah. Um, and she has one right now with a futuristic robot thing and it's all in latex. And I mean,
0: that's yeah. my first attraction to mm-hmm. latex because I haven't actually gotten to feel it on my body, but I love sci-fi things and I love aliens and space mm-hmm. people and like, I want to be a captain that wears latex. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Very doable. Yeah. I know. Sona makes great custom latex when you're
0: interested. Okay, great. Um, How does it come into your play? Like, um, what do you do?
1: So there's stuff that when we first started dating and like the first pieces that I got were like a little black skirt and kind of a white tank top. Um, And it was really like, will you put on that latex skirt and sit on my face? Mm. And I was like, sure. I mean, kind of not my thing. Like, I'm into it because you're into it more than I'm super into it. And then I was like, seeing how into it he was, I was like, oh, okay, I like this. Mm. Um, So more now it is about the wearing latex out in public as like a kind of our little secret thing. Uh, I just got a pair of latex undies made that have like a a heart cut out on the butt that I just brought home that like mm. now is like, hey, will you wear those out like under your jeans? Mm. And then- we know, but no one else knows. Yeah. And that's like, I can't wait to get you home Ugh. kind of thing. Um, in the bedroom is much more like the stuff that I wouldn't actually want to wear out in public or that I would only wear a Burning Man. I'm like, uh,
0: eh, that skirt's too short. Or, yeah.
1: oh, it's just like a boob harness. Like there's no covering. It's just like harnessed strappy bits. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would love that. Exactly. I could
0: put on pasties. Yeah. Does it cover your nipples? No.
1: No. Great. No, it like outlines your Outline. boobs. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so those kinds of things that are not for yeah you know small town wear right but are uh, or like you know or even just yeah yeah um <laughs> but they're fine for um Folsom right the Folsom street yeah. fair would, yeah. I wore yeah. latex
0: to that because that makes sense
1: I was actually wearing way more clothes than most people were mm. um because yeah, that's a lot of naked people
0: yeah oh it's fun are there favorite things that we haven't gotten to like we talked about being tied up. We talked about Um, like there are fantasies that have not yet yeah, let's been talk realized. About your
1: fantasies. Strangely, and again, this is something that I think I might get into and be like, Red, just kidding, just kidding. Yeah. Gang dang. Me too. Me too. I Same don't know thing. why. Same
0: thing. No, I want to have it so bad, but also I might not actually like it. When it's kind of a
1: I don't know that I need it to be at all BDSM or fetish related. Like I guess my yeah. hands might be restrained just for, you know kind of shits and giggles. Yeah. Um, but there's something about like someone fucking me, a lot of hands touching me yeah. that like, I might not even know who's touching me or who's where that I like that kind of not out of body, but like I'm out of it experience. Yeah. Um. So I think a blindfold would also probably come into play. Um. And then it's a question of like, he was just talking me through this the other night and he's like, and maybe I'm whispering in your ear I was just or gonna m- say. maybe it's me fucking you or maybe yeah. it's, me touching your breasts, like who knows?
0: I would love it if I had a dom who would like be holding my wrists mm-hmm. the whole time and kind of like, because I loved when my master would dirty talk to me and it was the first time that I was like, oh, dirty talk mm-hmm. is a thing for me. And so if there was like dirty talking, he was like whispering the whole time and then like the finale was him fucking me, mm-hmm. I think I'd lose my mind. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's what I right along those lines. Yeah.
1: Um, But then I also think that I might be like, what do you mean there's six guys here and I don't, what? And it's mm. not like the number of penises is a problem. I've yeah. definitely had sex yeah, yeah, with yeah. more than six penises. Um, but there's... Some, and he's like, well, just have a big bottle of lube so that you're comfortable. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Sure, let's do that. I don't know where to do that exactly. Yeah. And like we joke about... he's like, He's like, I'm going to put a blindfold on you and you don't know that there might not be standing outside right now. And I'm like, no, they're not. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yes, logistics is kind of a thing. Um, Burning Man might also be the place to do that mm. because there are mm. like... Orgy, tents and domes, and kind of that group sex situation. Who knows? We'll see how that plays out. So that is the current one. of Burning Man,
0: have you had experience with orgies and group sex or sex parties or anything like that? Um, Yes. So like
1: first threesome was when I was, mm, it was kind of like a partner swapping more than a threesome. Mm And I was like 19. Mm -hmm. And it was more just like making out and, you know, kind of heavy petting without intercourse. Mm -hmm. Um, I did, I'm trying to think if there's ever been, there's never been like an actual threesome, like in bed all naked at the same time. Um, I have been to ostensibly swinger parties where I didn't swing. It was just kind of public sex and public private, I guess, because it's a limited number of people. But I'm having sex where other people can see me. Um, And I really like that. I didn't realize that I also like that. that. Um, We were on kind of a bed. Thing, and there was another couple on the next bed over and we were having sex. And I was like, okay, this is fine, whatever. And then I kind of got lost in my own head for a second and when I came back, all I could hear was the other couple having sex. I was like, that's really hot. And then I had an orgasm. Oh, I was like, oh, they're right there. And like, I'm not looking at them. And there was like kind of a gauzy yeah. like sheet between us. Mm-hmm. So I could see that there were bodies there, but I couldn't see who that's they were. Cool.
0: It was cool. Oh, I'm into that idea. That was here in LA. I've never... That's not something that I could like probably dream up. I would have to see it or hear Mm -hmm. about it. And now I now I'm taking that fantasy from my own. That's fun. Yeah, it's nice.
1: (laughs) Um, And the thought of like, I was facing my partner. I was on top and I was facing him and there was like a wall in front of me. But there were people walking behind us and I don't know if people were stopping to watch or just walking by and glancing. There could have been a whole crowd behind me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, And I kind of like that. I don't know. Yeah. Because I can imagine, and I know that I had walked into a room where there were, you know, 10 or 12 people standing around watching a couple having sex. So I was like, well, that could have happened to me. I don't, I yeah. don't know.
2: Yeah. Wow. So
1: um, that we did, my current partner and I did have sex in the Orgy Dome last year at Burning Man. But mm-hmm. it was just, again, us having sex mm-hmm. kind of in a big room with a bunch of other people mm-hmm. also having sex, mm-hmm. um, some of whom seemed to be like partner swapping or kind of group sexing.
0: We, it was just the two of us um do people come up to you there because i'm a little bit shy but i'm kind of open and sometimes people oftentimes people talk to me but i always have this fear of like what if i because like in those group situations or like at at events or whatever where someone's like and just pick a partner across the room i'm always the person that's like (laughs) <laughs> who nobody? there's nobody left and oh. it's happened to me so many times and it feels horrible and so that's my big i could imagine that would not feel great yeah and it's like that's just like an astrology like it happened most recently right. at an astrology workshop oh. where i knew both the teachers and oh. then they were my partner and i felt horrible i'm sorry that's, <laughs> that, I mean, that sucks it sucks but it's also like a thing that happens in my life because i'm like i'm gonna do the thing and then right. it's like oh it didn't happen the way that i hear other people okay well okay that's okay but, but how um, the orgy dome it? at Burning Man,
1: so there are two separate rooms. Mm-hmm. One is public sex, but you're not interested in playing with anyone else, but you do want to kind of be in the same room. Got it. And the other is open room. And they kind of set out some rules before you go in. And so you have to be in a couple, um, cu- any sort of coupling. Okay. Um, so a single guy can't walk in and just be creepy in the corner, right? Oh, I see. Which I like. Okay. Um, so a couple or more. You can go in as a foursome as or as come. a threesome or whatever. Um, no one approached us and we did not approach anyone. It was also kind of us like dipping a toe in. He does not understand jealousy. He doesn't experience jealousy at all. Um, and he is also very open sexually. I would say pansexual for lack of a better Uh term. He's like, whatever. Does it feel good? Great.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Am I attracted to the person? Great. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, and he is much Bolder than me So he would definitely Have to be the person To like Yeah Go up and approach someone Yeah Or ask someone If they wanted to come touch me Or whatever Which I'm fine with Totally Um, We hadn't really Fleshed it out All the way When we got there Uh So we kind of Just ended up Having sex The two of us And like Just hanging out A little bit And then leaving Um, If we do it again This year It would be a different Situation We now know We have to like Plan it out A little bit more Yeah And there's always Those in the moment Decisions where It's like Do you want This thing to happen and on the spot, I will always say yes, mm-hmm. even if I'm not really sure. Oh, okay. Like, I will
0: err on the side of yes. Do you feel like you're resilient enough to weather the storm if it's a bad outcome? Because yes. I'm I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm curious. It might be bad. I'll right. try it. And then
1: we'll just, you know, do the download at home and be like, okay, that was not good for these yeah. reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in future, we can avoid those reasons. I don't think there's anything where something would happen... I mean, if anything, I'm just like, okay, it's just bad sex, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's not gonna be dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with him there. Um, so it's just bad sex. Mm-hmm. What, meh, mm-hmm. Unfortunate, but whatever, just kind of a waste of time. Um so yes, there have been a couple of kind of sex party aspects of things. Um, oh no. And a party um the night before or after Folsom, I don't remember where we went. And that was a lot of like partners, giving hand jobs on the couch, like very open sexuality. Some people were dressed, some people were not. Um, and he put me in stocks and fucked me from behind. So like my wrists were kind of by my head and mm. I was bent over kind of at a 90 mm-hmm. degree angle. Um, good thing I was wearing high heels cause oh, I'm yeah. short. And otherwise yeah. I'd been like, this is oh, weird.
0: Horrible. <laughs> um,
1: and we have kind of discussed that as well of like, he's like, well, what if I just put you in those stocks and then just left you there? I'm like, whoever wants to fuck her, go ahead. And then mm. I wouldn't be able to see who it was because they're behind me and I can't turn my head. Wait, but is he he's gone? Now? No, he like he would be there. Oh, okay. But like okay, okay, he would okay. just leave me in the stocks. Like he yes. wouldn't necessarily okay. be the one to be talking like, me. I
0: need someone to make sure they're wearing condoms. Yes. <laughs> you know? Like I need, exactly. I need a I need a
1: what is uh, it A it safety a coordinator. Board, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we have talked about, obviously, yes. Um so yeah, we've talked about that also. Mm. He's like, Well, what if I did that? I'm like, that sounds good. Yeah. And, you know, at any time, again, I can be like, okay, I'm done. And, I mean, there are days where not so much with this collar, but with the padlock collar, I'll be like, I just need this off right now. Okay. And there is no discussion. There is no hesitation. He's like, let me get the key. Mm-hmm. Um, because the last thing he wants or I want is for me to resent the collar yeah. and then not want to wear it in the future. Yeah. Um, so That's for good. as much as, like, we may joke about, like, ha I'm going to lock you up and leave you there. Yeah. Or um, he has some fantasies about chastity. Uh, Me wearing a chastity belt. Um, And he's like, talks about it. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm into that. He's like, you know, I would take it off so you could have a shower. I'm going to say I won't because it's sexy to me and it's hot to me to have the fantasy. I have a harder time because stuff that I say is generally things I actually want to happen.
0: (laughs) I'm like, I had to explain. I was like, everything is real to me. You have to understand that. Like when you're talking about marriage and when you're talking about these things, it's real to me. Yes. And when he's talking
1: about locking me up and like for days at a time. And I'm like, I am not know. Yeah. And he's like, I wouldn't really do it. I'm like, oh, how do you tell me that you don't really mean it? Like, how do I know when to interpret? Because some of the stuff he does, he does actually want to do. Yes. Um, yes. So
0: that has been kind of an ongoing conversation that we are still figuring out also. Oh yeah. Um. But, but it helps if he has awareness around the fact that he wouldn't want to actually do it. Because I think it's in my experience, mm-hmm. it's a lot trickier when your partner is like, no, I do mean it. And I'm like, but I don't think you actually mean mm-hmm. it. And they're like, "No, I do. No, you don't because you really don't."
1: <laughs> We've had some of those as well, where I'm okay. like, "Okay." Mm. Okay. And you can't do it in the moment, no, because no, then it's no, not no, sexy. No, no, no.
0: no, well, it's not, and it, I think it becomes less safe. Mm-hmm. I think it's not. I know that I, especially if I like, am in subspace, and we're like, "Sure, do anything. Five days, no food. I don't sure. need to eat in a cage. Like it's, okay, yeah. yeah." And I do love being yeah. in a cage. And so that's why I have to talk about it ahead of time so I can, like, have a brain. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you ever been in a situation where, okay, because you have had a couple different doms, Mm -hmm. you said.
1: One one mostly kind of some other play, very informal, just kind of fetishy play with other partners.
0: How did you, the thing that I'm thinking about a lot right now is how do I communicate my desires as a submissive, but I certainly don't want to tell them how to dom me. Have you ever come up against that? Oh, topping from the bottom. I don't want to top from the bottom. Um, I don't want to do it, but I also... I think that is also
1: kind of communication in a non-sexual situation. Mm -hmm. So as you're getting to know each other, you're going out for coffee, you're having... Maybe not dinner in a public place, but, you know, dinner at someone's house.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and you talk about... I talk about it at a public place. Well, yeah, sure. I don't um, do it if there's, like, babies right next to me. I'm not like, hello, four-year-old, let me tell you about my kinky stuff. But, you know, I'm conscientious. You know what? Start them young. It's fine.
1: Um, our neighbor <laughs> yeah. really likes my pretty necklace. Mm-hmm. And she's three.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'm
1: like, that's adorable. And, like, her parents know. yeah, what, yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. It's just my necklace. And it's, so sweet. but I'm kind of bringing it into a total normal situation yeah. for her. That yeah. is totally oh, I normal. wait till the day where she like puts the pieces together. Oh God. Gonna and I'm going to be like 60 at the time. So well, I don't know how I feel about I, I that. I was
0: literally 18 years old when my college roommate, freshman year was like, Oh, I want to show you the vibrator I want to get. And I was like, I've never seen, like, I don't know anything about vibrators. And she pulled it up on her computer and I was like, my mom has that massager. And I was like, oh, nope. my God. And it was a magic wand. Like,
1: Which I actually <laughs> used for a massage for the first time last
0: week. <laughs> he
1: was like, will you rub my back? And I'm like, pass me that wand. I'm <laughs> like, he's like, oh, this is actually really nice. I mean, that's what it's <laughs> ostensibly, ostensibly for. for. That's or how was in the it. 60s. I yeah. don't know, 70s. Um, I imagine that if you're meeting people online, you've kind of already covered
0: that there is a kinky aspect. I'm so afraid I haven't begun. Like I don't even oh, know how to like I'm enough. like, should I fat life? Should I put it? Should I make a really explicit okay Cupid profile? Like I'm trying to figure out what to do right now, so,
1: um, I have a fat life that has no information on it at mm-hmm. all, okay, um, not even a picture. It's just an account that I actually made to read someone else's post that they had linked to on Facebook, but I couldn't oh, read it was a it. post about an event, yeah, and I just couldn't read it, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, my partner used to have a fat life and has been in the scene for longer than I have, like actively in the scene and actually doing things. Um, And then I found my ex-boyfriend on FetLife, which was hilarious. And like with all of his subs and stuff, I'm
0: like, oh, hey.
1: (laughs) And I kind of want to be like, I saw your pictures. Um, And we're still friends also, so I could. And he'd be like, oh, what do you think? Yeah. Um, And he, at the time, wanted to get more into kink. And I was like, "Eh, I don't know. And he was not as like gentle, easing me into it. Mm. And so I think it was much more of a turnoff because he was... We were young. Yeah. And he just didn't understand how to, like, yeah. introduce it slowly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, okay, Cupid, I've seen some pretty, you know, out there, graphic, kinky, explicit profiles mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, well, at least you know what you're getting into. Yeah. And if it is something that you are into and want to be part of a relationship, I think you need to put it out there, like, right I from the beginning. Because there's enough no vanilla experience. people who you're yeah. just going to go on a bunch of crappy coffee dates. Well, that like, and I'm
0: not interested in that. And I also, no. but I also have no idea what it would be like to actually have some sort of real partnership with a dom, with my dom. And I think I want that. It sounds really nice. Um,
1: it is really nice. Uh, we have a very interesting relationship. It's like, we're obviously lifestyle, but at the same time, if someone asked me, I'm like, no, I don't do that lifestyle crap because mm. it seems so much more over the top. And like, you must be high protocol all the time and you sleep in a cage all the time. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. no. So I earn most of the money in our relationship. So yeah. that's an interesting flip of like the dominant yep. submissive who's yep. in charge of yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, And he is very clearly dominant in the bedroom. And then also like that kind of bleeds out into other things. But we joke about like my money dick. That he, I'm like, <laughs> I'll like flop my money dick out. And he's like, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's good. He came up with that one. He's a funny guy. <laughs>
0: love that. Mm-hmm. Um I want to circle back to yes. the lifestyle thing real yes. quick because I was shooting with a dude who does a lot of fetish BDSM. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, so are you lifestyle? And I'm like, oh, not like, no, not like 24-7. Because I had assumed lifestyle meant 24-7. Which a lot of people Which a lot of people do. do mean that. Right. And he was like, no, but like you're not a professional. And I was like, oh, no, I do it for fun. He's like, so that's lifestyle. So people also have their different mm-hmm. definitions depending on who you're talking to and like what their understanding of that word and is. And what their experience is. Yeah, and what their yeah, experience for sure. Is. So I'm just like pointing that out because I thought lifestyle was, you lived the lifestyle entirely. Yes, I don't think that's practical. No, it's not. Um, and For me. Could you? Ima- I can't imagine finding a partner that like could actually keep up with all the shit I'm doing and well, maintain and then, their own life.
1: But can't be dominant over you while you're doing all your own shit.
0: Well, I have a friend who is a submissive mm-hmm. and their daddy they have a hard time managing their own schedule and mm-hmm. their daddy gives them like tasks and rewards because he knows totally what they're supposed to be doing. Right. They can't do it themselves.
1: Right. And, and so I'm not a creative not like type. No, so I don't like know that. like if I wanted to paint because I got
0: this idea would right then. I never have anybody be able like I'm like you can't keep up with me. I If you could, great. And there was a moment where my master said he was interested in having like a larger role in my life and I was like great. Here's my to do list. Here are the days it needs to be done. You look at it. Tell me what to do. <laughs> he was it, like, "Oh, I was just." It kidding. literally never happened. No. But he, but he never articulated that. He right. just never brought it up ever again. Which you was, just scared him out of it. Oh, I scared. Yeah, I'm apparently I'm terrifying.
1: Yeah, I, there's a couple. I don't remember their names right now, but there's a couple that does kind of like live streaming of their full time really? lifestyle. I want to say his name. One of them is Greyhound, maybe. I mean, I love if they're into that. I don't know that they are all the time, though. Really? Like, I'm like, okay, so maybe you're just replaying footage for these oh, hours because she be. lives in a cage. She pees in a litter box. She is like collared and leashed and naked all the time. I'm like,
0: you cannot live like that. That's my question. I mean, it would be nice if you didn't have to earn money, I guess. But Even also then, seems, like, isn't that boring? I was just going to say, what are you doing in your brain? Maybe she's listening to audiobooks the whole time. That would be fun. I have a friend who was the girl in the box at the Standard Hotel. Oh my God, that's my dream job? Oh! I literally think of, I've been thinking for the last month of like, should I go to the Standard and like, apply somehow? Let me ask my friend if there's something you need to know. <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: know that the, I'm very alternative looking.
0: I would love that. Yeah. I would. And like, I you can do anything except... I don't
1: think you can be on your phone. Like you can I paint, to read, you can. I want to read. I want to
0: paint. Mm-hmm. I want to write. Those are my three things yeah. that I would do. Yeah, yeah. that's Girl my dream box. job. Mm-hmm. So I've also been trying to rent small spaces around downtown where I can just do that, like as an art installation. Mm-hmm. And I haven't found anyone who said yeah, yes, yes. yes. That's cool though. It'd be so. Fun. I just people walking by and like watching. Yeah, you and then a window. I would have a, like a mail slot for a tip jar where mm-hmm. I'd be like, give me one mm-hmm. dollar, see what happens. Just do it for like four hours a day for a month and see what happens. I don't know. That's cool. I, know. Oh, I like that idea. I know. It's nice. I have so many ideas. I just can't do all of them yet. Just work your way through them. I am. Just, one at a time. Yeah. Work down the list. <laughs> okay. Are there any stories that we haven't gotten to yet? Because there's so many details. I feel like we could talk for two more hours. Is there anything, stand jumping out at you that needs to be shared? Like a big takeaway moment or best, worst, weirdest? Like something that you're just like, oh, this is my favorite sex memory. Anything like that? The day that I met my current partner at this race in the mm-hmm. desert.
1: Um, we ended up spending that night in the back of my car together, which was fun. Ooh, um, what kind of car do you it's drive? It's a Mazda 3. It's not big. <laughs> and the back seat's full down. And I'm yeah. five feet tall, so that's fine. But he's slept totally. with his knees kind of scrunched up <laughs> because it is not long enough for yep. him to stretch out. Um, but we realized we had to, like, make an emergency run into town for condoms because oh, neither yeah. of us thought we were getting laid at a race in right. the desert. we not expecting it. Um, and I don't remember if it was the first day or the second day. He's like, he had his latex t-shirt in his truck, totally disparate parts of his life, <laughs> super random. Um, so he showed it to me. I was like, oh, okay. And then he also had, he has ball weights that you like mm. put on with an Allen key similar to the collar. Um and so he put them on and gave me the key and then like pulled his jeans up and was like, don't lose this and left for the day and went off and like worked How on do a ball truck. Work? So they are um two pieces of fairly thick metal that okay. like clamped together. And then there's an Allen, like a screw that goes in either side of it. So they're not tight, but they're heavy. Oh my God. So he like put them on and then came to show me and like we're behind my friend's off-road race truck. And he like drops trout and pulls it, pulls the stick out. And he's like, there you go. I'm like, okay. And then he hands me this Allen key and he says, don't lose this. Oh my God. And I say, okay. And then he goes off to work with like a bunch of gearheads dude that. crazy oh yeah and then comes back later and we go back and we spend the night in his trailer um in his rv yeah and the bed is like a little lofty thing yeah. and so he like handcuffs me to something and he like writes something on my ass with a sharpie <laughs> and like we're just playing around and having fun um and we fall asleep. And the next morning there was another friend who was staying in the trailer with them. So he had come in at some point during the night and fallen asleep. So we wake up in the morning and this guy's on the like dinette bed. And my partner looks over and he goes, oh, good morning. And he goes, oh, good morning. He goes, oh, hey, so this is Tess. My name's not Tess. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, okay. I mean, we've only known each other for like 12 <laughs> hours. That's fine. So the friend leaves and I look at him. I go, my name's not Tess. And he goes, oh, fuck. Like <laughs> I'm like, well, that should be a red flag, but it's not somehow. Yeah. And like, we're going to get married. So now my joke name is Tess. Oh, like now so we, he calls me
0: Tess and that's, it's hilarious. Did you ever lose the Allen wrench or you had it? You I didn't had lose it. it. That's good. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sexual advice. What would you say, and what age would you pick? Probably somewhere in my
1: mid teens, mm-hmm. uh, where I was already having sex because losing my virginity was not a bad experience. Um, and I would tell me that sex does not equal attention, does not equal what you need to make you feel better mm-hmm. um, or feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. That there, and which also seems like something out of a teen vogue article um younger me would have benefited from hearing that yeah you know and not to worry so much about what other people think because at some point it just won't matter yeah love
0: do you have a sex question for me is there anything totally off limits blood stuff i don't want poop on my face or mouth if someone wanted to shit on me i'm like here i guess we could try it but also if that's like their go-to thing probably not compatible mostly it's communication stuff like the off limit stuff is don't lie to me mm-hmm. that's my biggest thing don't lie to me but if you need to lie to me like if you need to have your secret because that's your thing i actually that's fine then you need to be so fucking good at it that i never find out mm-hmm. like those are that's, oh don't let me catch you yeah don't let me catch yeah. you yeah because then, like, let me respect myself. Like, behave toward me in a way that allows me to stay respectful mm-hmm. of myself. And go keep your own fucking secrets. I don't give a shit. You mm-hmm. know, keep me safe. Communicate with me about anything that would pertain to my health. Right. Um, yeah, bl- blood stuff is kind of a, there may be a situation where I would change on that. But right now, I, have, I can't imagine what that would be. Um, but never say never. Although I really don't think I'm going to want poop in my mouth. I mean, that's just, like, and I know some people are into it. And and I've given plenty of rim jobs, and I'm mm-hmm. not, like. There's obviously, like, there's, particles. Yeah, there's <laughs> particles. Like, and and, yeah. and I think I've encountered that, and it's not the end of the world. But, like, in terms of, like, that sort of humiliation, mm-hmm. but, like, I just, that doesn't do it for me. Um, and I've done, I've oh, done golden showers, and I've talked about it, and I'm sort of just, like, ugh. Just, it's not can my, I get in the bathroom? Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Lovely humans. Thank you for listening. If you appreciate the work that I put into this podcast, I would love it if you took the time to leave us five stars and a nice review wherever you get your podcast, especially Spotify, since last year's troll attack on our ratings is still affecting our ability to be found via search. <laughs> I do love getting to know you and hearing your stories and meeting you lovely humans in real life. And remember, if you want to collaborate, Apply to be a guest or leave us a single story voice memo via xstoriespodcast.com or sexstoriespodcast.com. Sex stories are always going to be my favorite, but now I also have question lists for love, friendship, dating, relationships, marriage, divorce, secrets, and so much more so that we can learn about connection through each other's experiences. I fucking love getting your emails and voice memos and receiving thoughtful noodle messages. It truly is hearing from you that fuels this work for me. And if you want to go deeper with me, get to know me, and support this podcast in meaningful, concrete ways, find me on Patreon, OnlyFans, FetLife, Venmo, Cash App, and all social media platforms at Yolee, or work with me privately for photo and video shoots, relationship support, creative breakthrough sessions, and retreats. yolicom slash links is where you can find the list of all the ways to play with me, and the link is in the description below. Thank you for joining me to spread ripples of love, To co-create a world where taking care of each other is the norm, thank you for spoiling and inspiring me with your stories and your support. Please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember to share stories in the name of lovely human connection.